0: you. <music>
1: but she just might be for you.
0: She's Beauty and
1: the Beast. You're listening to the She's Beauty and the Beast podcast, season one, episode two, where I, Tracy G, jumped on a video call with hella popular spiritual writer and wellness practitioner Layla Delia to talk about her personal mantra, vibrate higher daily, which is also the title of her debut book. Now you may be one of Layla's 270,000 plus followers on IG where you can be seeing her drop simple yet sticky aphorisms, reflections, and meditations to pretty much help our soul's potential soar. Now, A quick glance at her work and I could totally see how everything appears to be, you know, perfectly pasteled and curated for hashtag self-care gang. But let me tell you, Layla has had a hell of a journey and left no lesson behind in our convo. There were so many moments that stuck out, um, but one of the most salient is when she spoke very candidly about how your dark night of the soul can become your gateway to blessings. And she gave plenty of her own examples. Layla, to me, is absolutely a leader in this modern day spirituality space. And I am confident that you will hear why. So keep listening. (laughs) Girl, I'm so appreciative. That you were able to make space.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm so appreciative not only space for us to have this conversation one on one through this interview, yeah. but space for us to have even a wider conversation with our community at large. Right, because mm-hmm. you are a debut author. Right now, happy belated birthday! Thank you to your book, yes, yes, yes. vibrate higher daily, live your power. Yeah, and I was talking to um Mm. Amber, once again, my producer, and she also did note what's crazy is the timing of this, it's actually um cancer in full moon eclipse, so it's the kickoff of a very transformative six months for all of us, and all the feels are welcome because you know. Cancer just being um, basically the nucleus of emotions. Absolutely. And then... Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's like the mother... Full moon. <laughs> yes. And then full moon being about release. Yeah. But then the balance, kind of the yang of it is the eclipse um, kind of representing all of the fruits of your labor yeah. that you're about to see. Anything that you've been waiting on, like your patience is going to be rewarded. Yes. And I think about... and. Wow. I was trying to identify when I initially got introduced to your work, to your spirit. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite tell, like when I had this kind of, um, invitation yeah. to the brands, to the soul of Lala Delia, but I'm happy that it came my way anyway, because, um, synergy is more important than like strategy right. than me. Like sometimes going on Instagram and typing up so I can see, Oh, what are people doing in my space? No, 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 no. I have to remember. That God is also on Instagram. Yes. In a sense. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. God is more powerful than the algorithm. Hey. So the right people <laughs> will find me. That's right. That's <laughs> it. It's all about that. Attention. Yeah.
0: Like, what is your soul, your spirit mm-hmm. calling in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And the thing, too, I mean, there's always a fine print to all technology. It's so easy to speak, you know, harshly about Instagram mm-hmm. and only focus on the burdens and not the blessings. Right. But um, I do know it's very easy to become like a, a lost ship at sea yeah, as you're just like going through scroll City. But what I can honestly say is you're like an anchor mm. in that wild sea. Mm. And there are so many times where you'll pop up And I'll read one of your mantras, your aphorisms, aphorisms, your very um, graceful POVs. And that will get me off Instagram. Wow. Like that will be my finale (laughs) of my time just like wandering (laughs) out here. You know what I mean? In this like Wi-Fi lost land. But then I'll be like, okay, great. I got you. This is my gem that I don't want to just... Impact me right. while I'm in the app, right. I feel like it inspires me to put movement behind your words. Right. So okay. thank you, thank you very much for that. And that's what makes your book even more important because I'm always thinking of ways that I can create without the use of Wi Fi, right. without people having to jump into distraction city, Mm -hmm. aka Instagram, Mm -hmm. where there's a chance that whatever resonates with you is gonna expire quickly because you're already programmed to just scroll down. Yeah. To the next post. Right, right. To the next post. And so a book is so necessary because it doesn't require internet.
0: Absolutely, it was everything about the book. That was the intention. And I knew that those characters given When you type a post on social media, I knew that that couldn't encompass the whole message of Vibrate Higher Daily. And then the post being, you know, sporadic, like one here, one here this day, one about this topic another day. There was just a way that I knew I had to place it in a book to where everything could be cohesive, it could have a flow, it could be more expansive. And then it was a way for you to personally. Take the message wherever you are in the privacy of your own space, whether you're offline, whether you're on your lunch break, whatever, you know, wherever you are, whatever sacred space is to you where you like to read, you would have the message there with you. And a lot of times, like when you read things on social media, you know, who knows how how deep they're penetrating because... You know, you swipe and then you see the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's just like so much is just, you know, trying to penetrate your consciousness on social media. And good thing, you know, it's a good thing that the right messages are getting in there and the subconscious is taking it, but it's taking it all. And I am a a true believer that when we can sit with a book, that is a deep meditation for the subconscious mind because even though you may not feel that you're, you know, digesting the all the words that you're able to comprehend, everything that you've written, that you've read, that was written that first read, the subconscious mind is getting in and it's on cue to process this, to bring these situations and this energy, this this new reality into your life of whatever you're reading. So that's why just as with Anything I always say, it's always about the vibration of what you're reading because the subconscious mind is taking that in. It doesn't care if it's real life or a book. All it knows that these these are messages and words or spells. You know, if you think about it, you're spelling. What are you spelling? <laughs> and what are you reading? Like, what spellings are you reading? And not that I'm practicing witchcraft, hey. <laughs> Listen,
1: witchcraft doesn't have to have a negative connotation to it. That's Western civilization that did all those spin moves.
0: You know, one of my greatest teachers, one of my greatest mentors, he says, witchcraft is just which craft are you performing
1: today? craft?
0: <laughs> right. Oh, right. That's how you, you know, that's how you can look at it. You know, that's all it is. Just spiritual crafts. Yeah.
1: I totally, totally get it. And I also think it's smart to have a book now more than ever because our audiences are taking social media detoxes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and that's so crazy. we
1: have to honor that, you know, Um it can be difficult, I'm sure, with seeing how do I be a wellness educator, mm-hmm. but a digital business woman. Yes. Is that something that has come with ease for you?
0: Yeah. You know, no, it has not. <laughs> it's it's <come laughs> a lot of learning curves, you know, truly transparently. I am always in student mode. I never elevate myself to a level of, you know, what some other people may think. They're like, "Oh, can you mentor me and you know, you know so much about this and that and you know, how branding and and you know, aesthetics and marketing." But for me, I never feel that I'm there. And I think that that's a an energy that's beautiful. I welcome it. It keeps me humble. It keeps me, you know, seeking, searching for growth and it mm-hmm. makes me know that ultimately this knowledge does not come from me it comes through me so it keeps me open as a vessel and a conduit you know and so you know i have a few seats now you know when when you know things big things happen because before i congratulate myself first I'm congratulating who this came from, who these blessings, who Mm -hmm. the creativity, you know, who the plan came from. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, you, oh, now your turn. Let me give you some love, some self love. And, you know, thank you for listening. You did the work, you were obedient you fasted this week to have greater creativity or you let go of, you know, this or that this week to open up space for the work to show up in a greater way. You know, so I I am so big like on chapter 4 the book talks about just being that vibrational conduit for the world because mm-hmm. when we understand how we can show up in our business, in our relationships, in our communities, just and then just as global citizens, we show up with more force, with more power, with more intention, and that's when we really start seeing like it starts with ourselves, right? Ourselves, our lives start changing. Our work starts changing. It has more meaning now. We start showing up in essence with a more meaningful presence when we're holding space, when we're inviting people over, when people are around us. And then when we offer work in the world, there's more more substance to it it's nourishing to the body, to the soul. And so that's the space that I'm trying to occupy. And that's the space that the book talks about. It lives there to where we can have a meaningful presence. We can know how to navigate all these all these intersections in our lives through vibration. And we can live our power, right? Because... You know, when I was learning about the website, it was so intimidating. And I talk about this in the book because I was like, I'm not going to do this on the day of launch. Like I was about to back out. You know, there were so many nerves and there was so much fear. But what I what I noticed that I got stronger. That's one thing that I did. Like the work was so heavy. Like the first year. No, 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 no. The first few months. But yeah. as I got through it and let the fear just continue to be there, but move forward anyway, <laughs> you know, this, yeah. the fear became this, almost like the odd, remember the the whiz or the Oz, like you find out <laughs> who's behind the mask or who's behind the big scary face. And it's like, really, you're like, I, I was afraid of this, like what? You know, so it's just your own subconscious mind tricking you, you know, that's the whole message of the whiz. Like I can break that down mm-hmm. so many millions of times that book, but I put the book, that book, that movie, in um, all of it in the book as well as a great metaphor, because that has been real in my life. And I think that everyone's life mimics the whiz all the time.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, and I love that because personally, analogies are my go-to language. Yeah. Like I can just understand, see things better. They last within me longer when they're put into an analogy, especially as my memory just starts to dwindle. Due to age, due to this influx of technology that's yeah. always ransacking my brain. Yeah. So, an analogy gives me a, a picture yeah. that can easily pop up. So, I appreciate you doing that. You know, on your social media, because you have these beautiful aesthetics and there's so much wisdom that is splashed on our screens when we go to Layla Delia's Instagram. And when you look into these first pages of Vibrate Higher Daily, you're kind of surprised to hear the origins of your life. Mm. You know that in order for someone to be this dedicated to a career in light, they really knew what darkness was. Mm. They were a companion, they were a BFF, they were riding shotgun while darkness was in the driver's seat. Girl, right? oh, come on, come on now. Let's have church. I <laughs> told you about my analogies, Layla. Okay. <laughs> So if you don't mind sharing a bit of what life was like before you knew about vibrating higher,
0: Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. You nailed it. That was it. And the depth of my pain, the depth of the darkness that I've experienced, that energy, if I tell you this energy was present in my life for so long. And here I was, this young girl, started as a little girl who had no idea of how to navigate these energies and these experiences and this trauma that I was experiencing. And I didn't know how to even ask for help. And that's the thing where, when you're living in these cycles, that's the number one force that's there. It's shame. It's keeping you small. It's keeping you to a point of where you will be further victimized or further in pain if you speak out. And so, I wasn't able to tell my parents a lot of what was going on, what I, what I was experiencing in the world, and you know, the very people who were protecting me who could probably do something at that time. I just didn't kind of know that. And what's interesting is like I talk about in the book, you know, I was from a culture from South Central LA where it was like, don't be a snitch, you know, just kind of, right. You just, you just hold that. But knowing what I know now, you know, bless our hearts because we mean well, but it's so toxic to us because we're carrying all this weight that is only internally, turning into a poison. And we're not having any outlet to really process what this pain is, how it got here, how can we get rid of it? How can we leave these situations, these friendships, these relationships that aren't serving us, or how we can show up at school and in these environments in our power and no longer be victimized, right? And so Mm -hmm. that was my thing. And my life started to just down spiral the more the pain was there because I was more magnetic for the pain, right? So, And I truly believe that vibration carries the energy what of which you're going and not only does it carry the energy but it magnetizes to you more of its own energy So you're going to keep seeing more of the pain, more of the pain. It's going to just manifest in every, which like a virus, any way it can get in and recalve it's going to do it until you put your foot down, until you detox, until, you know, you just cut the cores on all of it by vibrating higher and living your power. And it literally is like that bully that you finally stand up to. And it's like, oh, it was this easy. Now, not that it's easy doing it, but once you get in your flow, it's like Absolutely. it's it's going to behave to you because it has to now because your vibration is so high that it's it's going to have to behave to your higher vibration. And that's how you put it in check is by staying consistent and really having, you know, just self-determination. It takes a lot of that. It takes believing in yourself when no one else does, when no one else shows up, when no one in your family understands why you're on this path. They're thinking you're weird and you're on some other, maybe they're going to think you're lost for a while if they're Christian. (laughs) Bless my Christian family, you know, the, the half that are Christian. Yes, you know, they, they're going to think, like, oh, you're kind of getting into some new stuff. And I'm like, no, I am i never was for like new age stuff because I knew that maybe the, the genre of new age took it in, but this is ancient sacred wisdom. And I always felt that in my spirit, right? So this is just a new age, maybe who's reclaiming it, but this is never new. This is nothing, nothing under the sun is new, but this is definitely not new knowledge. It's just reclaiming knowledge. So that's different. And yeah, I was able to just save my life literally like when you read that you'll read in the book in chapter 2 i was literally able to do that by doing these principles that brought me out of darkness and i mean if i tell you it was things from i mean i've been on public assistance i've been you know i've been homeless i've i've had to you know get food from the shelters clothes from the shelters i've had to sleep on couches i've had you know i've I've had, got in trouble with the law, like everything you can think of when somebody is just completely. Layla Delia was yeah. arrested. Oh, yes, honey. Yes, I have. Yes, I have a record. Oh, what? Yeah, I have a record. Yeah. Like there was a period in my life where and I talk about in the book about down spiraling even further. And this is when um, particularly and I wrote this in a post, I think, August, if you look on my page, like August 2000, maybe 17, 18 ish, something like that. But there was a point where I got in trouble for, you know, just carrying somebody, which I shouldn't never did, but I carried somebody where I was dancing in a club. And when I say, when when a Black woman says dancing in a club, you have to check what kind of dancing. (laughs) Always. Right. Because we said, that's just the culture term, like dancing, I'm dancing, where other cultures say stripping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Stripping. Or exotic dancing. I hear you. It's like dancing. So yeah, like I mingled in some of that when, you know, I was... There a, a guy who was like, Yeah, I have a I have a way for you to make a money when I had just left my abusive relationship and I was living in a hotel with my daughter, and I was literally was like day to day, like you know, doing my work, getting yep. temp work, you know, paying the hotel manager how I could. I was I was on survival mode to the no ends. Okay. And right. so girl, it was just like a movie. So there I am, this mother with the best intentions to heal herself and, you know, care for her child. And my car breaks down one day and I go into this, uh, this auto shop to get it fixed. And the manager there is so nice. And he's like, you know, I'm going to give you extra this and I'm going to put this on because we see you need this. He was really just going the extra mile to help me. And, you know, he kind of asked where I'm from and, you know, what part of town I live in. And I mentioned that I'm, you know, temporarily staying in a hotel. He's like, well, why? And when I... Kind of opened up and said, "Well, you know, I'm just leaving an abusive relationship, and it's the safest place for us to be." Now, you can say this if you say this to a person with with person with high intentions, you're in safe space. But if you say those same words to somebody with low intentions, you're in you know you're in danger. And so, Mm -hmm. I had no idea at that time that I was in danger and this was a person with negative intentions. And so, this person was like, "Well, you know, you know, I have a way that you can make money quickly." You know, and this was I'm so green, like they say in the street, I was so green at this time. I was like, oh, yep. cool. he's like, well, all you have to do is model. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I modeled in LA. I was a child model and actor growing up. And so this is cool, you know, and I did some of that. And so he's like, okay, in a couple of weeks, we'll talk about it. And so I never thought anything of it. But girl, long story short. You know, he kind of winged me in, did the whole like really worked on my brain, and now I, you know, just understanding where my brain was then, and I was really in survival mode. He started with the whole, as as predators do, you know, started with making you feel comfortable, making you feel welcome, um, you know, just. Fl- um, what do you call it? showering you with just love and attention mm-hmm. which you really need when you're healing? And then here comes the bait. like, oh, okay, here you go. I'm gonna introduce you to some friends who do this. So girl, long story short, there I was like dancing for two weeks because I was like, okay, this is it. <laughs> like I can't take this, but right. I did and in all that, you know, just some things went down in the club that were illegal. and you know i I was taken too because I was in like a VIP room kind of there learning and learning like what it was because I was like, okay, if I'm here, I'm gonna try to get these coins. (laughs) and and, you know, be real about it. Yeah. I was there and I was like, I'm gonna try to get these coins real quick to get this apartment. And by this time, you know, I was sold in as you do, you know, that's victimhood too. No shaming here. I'm, I'm so real about this because, you know, it's important for us to understand that how women are victimized. And for me, this is is such a place of passion. And I do a lot of quiet volunteer work and donation work to these organizations that help these women because, They're victims. Um, And a lot of times, even in the world of like prostitution, you know, they're the, the proper term is called sex workers because a lot of these women we don't know what situation got them there and and you know in the dancer community my short time i was there i met so many women some were re- and i know it's a it's i know it's a funny thing that goes on like okay everyone's a student but some women really were students getting there who couldn't had no family to fall back on for money so that was their only way to like kind of survive through school
1: mm-hmm. some
0: women were recruited some women were students with like the best families but they were recruited to make quit money by men, um, even like in the escorting, like girl, we can go deep with this, like the escorting world, those girls get recruited from college campuses. Like even schools like here on UCLA, those girls are getting recruited. And it's a real thing that for me, there's not enough help around. There's not enough security around. There's not enough conversation because in 2020, this is still a taboo, right? And. Mm see that sex trafficking right now is at a all- all-time high. There are 75,000 Black women who are missing right now. Missing. Missing. And so we have to understand that this is real. The whole business of stripping and maybe prostitution and sex trafficking, it's all the same people. It's all the same predators behind it. And it's a real thing, and it all starts with you know, luring in women who come from trauma based situations who are pain, who are you know, maybe dealing with some type of loss of home, they're displaced. They're, you know, just disoriented in the world and they're making them feel a false sense of hope and family and community. And so I think that this is important for us to know. I lived it and I survived it. These tools in this Mm -hmm. book, like if I tell you I had to vibrate higher, I had to vibrate higher from the bottom, from the Mm -hmm. rock bottom. That's where I was. And, you know, being in a sitting in a jail cell that was like so decrepit. I was like, oh my goodness. And I remember one time sitting in the jail when I first went in, they were like <laughs> the guards were like, You do not need to be here. Like, what is going on? And and I remember mm-hmm. one one person just saying, you know, if I were you looking like you, I would I would be out here trying to get a an athlete for my husband and you're just so beautiful, oh. right? And I was like an for my husband, girl. And I was like, Whoa. And like that's the last thing you want to hear when you're in jail, because that was like the same. Mentality that got me there. <laughs> repeated
1: message, right? A repeated hey, message in a something. different way
0: of like selling your soul, selling yourself to get like a meal ticket. And so, and a meal ticket, if anyone is not aware in the culture, that's like, you know, coming up, right? A, a faster way to get your livelihood, <laughs> to get a house, a car, whatever mm-hmm. you're looking
1: for. A Next level. Yep.
0: So looking for a meal ticket. And so I was just like really discouraged and I, and it, it really like shamed me even more because I was just like, whoa, you know, and I was expecting them to be like, girl, let's call your parents, you know, because I was a young person still. Let's call your parents, you know, Um, and and I just didn't think that they're really going to slam that door and just leave me in there <laughs> like that. And then,
1: <laughs> clank,
0: <laughs> clank, yeah,
1: that's and it.
0: And that's it. and it's- Catch
1: you at lunchtime
0: catch you at lunchtime girl at lunchtime that was another thing I remember I dropped my fork on the floor and um, when she was giving me my food and my tray and my fork dropped on uh-huh. the floor and girl and I was like I oh, don't no out. and I was like can I have another one this is dropped on the floor she's like girl you are in jail she's like you have to take <laughs> fork and figure it out <laughs>
1: Wanting another fork in jail is considered bougie. Oh, oh me, oh man. my. Girl, if I tell you. Yeah, you better, better keep painting these negative <laughs> views of jail. We do, That is not some place that we want oh. to visit, yeah. but it was some place that was necessary for your journey. Oh, it was. Because yes. when you have that in your memory, and I'm sure that you, you could probably smell when someone is a day out. Oh, yeah. When they just landed back in society mm-hmm. because, Yep. The way I can imagine being inside a prison cell just permeates all of your senses.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: something you'll never, ever, ever, ever forget. Right. One of the things you mentioned when you were speaking, some notes as you were saying all of this, and I'm so grateful that you've been so generous yeah. with this story um, and just everything in general as we get deeper into this conversation. When you are vibrating low, yeah, your discernment is also... Um, low as well. Oh, yes. If it's even been developed at all. Um, And I also thought about how, you know, these predators are giving a false sense of hope, but they're also giving a false sense of permanence. Mm -hmm. That this chapter is your entire book. That's it. That's, that's, that's your life. So it's like, there's no way for me to climb out, whatever, whatever. And I think you have to connect with this voice that even though the illusion is that it's muted, it's just quiet. It's just under a pile right. of noise. Right. So please speak on how you are able to finally hear that voice and define it as a vibration.
0: Yeah. I I truly believe that if we can trust when we are going through our darkest our darkest night because during that situation not only was I as I talk about in the book when I left the my domestic violence relationship that's what got me in there in the first place cuz that was the trigger and see I can keep going back to trigger to trigger like you know just the, the mm-hmm. sexual abuse all the all the traumas I talk about in the book right so each one was a domino effect of breaking down my spirit breaking down my self-worth and so when you are broken down so much, you don't have any self worth. You don't have any inkling that you deserve better, right? Because now you're broken down so low by just all these situations and then, you know, going through emotional and verbal abuse, as mine was. It was emotional abuse and included with the physical abuse. So I was broken down. I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally, every which way I could be. And so leaving that, I was so hungry for something better and closer. So when I thought I found it, like you say, it's that false sense. And then then here you go on that whole goose chase of like, okay, this is a fault, but you don't know it's the false sense right then. And so you're this person is promising you something better. And as they always do with the young runaways, with the young women, just all of it, right? And even, even, I mean, it's just, it's just down to a point of, it's just brainwashing. Let's just call it what it is, and it's the the deepest form of manipulation. But it's not until at some point within that that you can, if you can, some way reach out with just a little bit of strength you have. That's because that's all it takes is a mustard seed. Just pray, say a prayer, help. me. And I remember like being on the side of the road one day and I was just like, I cannot live like this anymore. I, I called into, I was listening and it was deep because I was listening to and this, get this, because a lot of people do this. I want them to feel okay. Don't feel any type of way. If you are in a life that does not serve you, if you're doing some whatever, maybe you are in a strip club, maybe you are, you know, just a sex worker, maybe you are a predator. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever you are, you, there is a point of return. There is, We can all vibrate higher. All of us. If you are a victim of sex trafficking, there is an out. And I want everyone to know this whatever, because the predators need healing. Like all my predators, my abusers, I don't wish them harm. I wish them healing because healing is what's going to help them not do this to anyone else. If I wish them harm, continue the cycle. Mm. So we have to even change our view of what we're intending with the whole situation, not just with ourselves, but, you know, Like the God, the most high divine I serve is big enough to heal everybody, not just myself. Yeah. And so that happened in my life. And my, you know, it turned out to be such a beautiful story with that situation with the predator is that the predator, you know, years later ended up, you know, just converting to Christianity, you know, living a completely different life, is now married to a beautiful woman and is living the most like different life you could ever think of. Yes. And so that's why I'm so, I'm so adamant that we can't count anyone out as much as we, you know, as, as much as the predators are to fault and they should, you know, there should be retribution. Like I went to jail for that person that day, you know, like that's the person I did time for who I had a record, you know, I, because I wasn't going to snitch, but I was down, you know what I mean? Like that's what we do in the culture, you know, and that's what our culture teaches us. Right. But when we can stand and say okay there's going to be a different culture now where i'm going to stand Amen. in my truth in my authenticity and and believe that when i tell my truth the highest mm-hmm. good is going to come from that and and i believe how when i did tell a falsehood when i was like okay this is my fault or whatever what? and and you know no you know he's not around and, you know he's not there and i don't know who that person is like all that when i told that <laughs> in order for him not to get in trouble you know i didn't understand Fully what I was doing at that age. You know, I just didn't fully run like, girl, you're going to have a record for the rest of your life. And whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a misdemeanor, so it's not like a big, big deal. But for me, it still so wow. I'm like, I caught a case for someone, and what the heck? Um, but I still take my responsibility, though. Yeah. That was my part. I had to be <laughs> in my responsibility yep. of I had no business mm-hmm. there ultimately in the first place. Mm-hmm. But I had to have grace with my own self to say what got me there, and that was what I need to make sure never happened again. To where I was broken down so low that I would entertain, you know, any activity that on my part would get me there. So I did that. That was my whole path of like changing my life. And so going back to this prayer, I was just, you know, I was, I called into the radio station as I was driving. I was, I I was tuned into the local radio station and you know how they do, they have like the gospel music on Sunday mornings. And so they had just so happened to say, you know, Mm -hmm. um, this is the number, call into the station if you have a prayer request. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I have one. I'm sitting right here on the side of the road, like in tears, like crying and just don't know what to do with myself. So I called in. They prayed for me right then. I was just right. real with my situation. I was like, this is what I'm into. This is the life I'm living. And I don't know how to get out. And they prayed right there. And that prayer had so much power in it to where it started moving things in my life that next day. And three days later, um, him, me and this guy like had the biggest argument. And for the first time, I stood up to him. And what, what clicked in my head mm-hmm. is like, I'm either going to stay and like continue this life and if he does something if I die you know I'll die with my dignity and I'll die with my heart right with my heart pure now with my my intentions pure because I know the most high knows that I want to leave the situation I just don't know how and I don't have the power all the way to do it I don't have the resources but I'll know my heart is good and I said (laughs) but if we and every which way I thought about this I said if we have a physical fight I've been through that before with the ex I was like i I I'll get over this. I'll heal, but I'll go on with my life. And I was like, if I don't say anything at all, it's going to be more of the same. So I chose in that moment to stand up to him and we did have a fight. It got physical and he, you know, he, he was very abusive in that moment and, but I survived and I left and I don't know what happened, but some power came over me to make him stop. Like he was just like, something hurt him. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but your light. Yeah, exactly right, and that's when that for- that that it's like mess when that sleeping lioness finally wakes up. There's a there's a meme that I saw that I shared. Well, I I kind of turned it into a meme uh, because it was a picture of a lioness with her mouth bloody. Hello, and mm-hmm. um, it was okay. So, so and then I was like, I'm gonna turn this into a meme. So there, but that was a, just a picture I found that resonated with me. And I know everyone usually sees a lioness when she's just lounging, kind of mm. with her cubs. And then I put it next to a picture of a lioness with the blood around her mouth when she's been hunting or, you know, protective mode. And so Mm -hmm. I just said and I at this time it was close to like my pain still. But I just put this is the other side of the game. Like, you know, this is mommyhood protector mode, but this is also other side of the game. Like, don't get it twisted. Like you can be a lioness and protective and calm and, you know, just however you need to be peaceful. But there's other times when you have to be on, on this mode of like survival. And sometimes it looks like blood around your mouth. And that was my, you know, that was my energy. And now it's like that blood around my mouth is sacred. It's taking your power back no no matter whether you're a Mm -hmm. victim no matter whether you're healing from something, no matter whether you're trying to create more intention in your life, it's all about realizing that you have deeper power within you to harness and use that way. You're not mm-hmm. just floating any which way out here and all these spirits and entities and energies have access to you. And that's what happens when you mm-hmm. live in a victimhood life. And when you're living unaware of your higher potential and higher worth and that's what was able to help me put everything in check. When I was like, oh, okay. So I do have a powerful self and I can use my fire. And it's not, it's not a bad thing to, you know, to stand up for myself and and granted, when I was younger I did it, but This was a return to my power as it always is with all of us. Something within our lives can come in and, you know, and sometimes when you get onto this planet from the get go, some of us are just at a disadvantage at jump because we come into families that don't know how to raise us up and build us up. But Sometimes right. you are in those families and then something, you know, they build you up, they raise you up. And then here comes somebody <laughs> along the way. Maybe there's a trauma that enters like it was in my case. My family built me up young, as young as a child, but there was traumas that entered, you know, you know, and then I was broken down. And so it was basically all about rebuilding. Right. So you can always rebuild and get in touch with your fire, with your light, with your energy, because we're going to need it all. If you're going to survive this planet in your right mind,
1: mm-hmm.
0: vibrating higher when you leave here, and with intentions and to do your life work, your life's work. It's going to take tapping into your own power, living your power, and vibrating higher through everything you've ever been through, and having no shame and journeying in grace. I always say that journey in grace. Yes, have no have no mistake about it. The Creator that created you and sent you here on mission on this earth knew. Every experience you were going to have on your journey, so none of it is a surprise. None of it is a surprise, and you are backed by ancestors, by angels to make sure that you get through it. And it's just a matter of mm-hmm. calling upon them, you know, igniting that power. And I talk about this a lot in my book, and even in the work about initiation. So everything that I went through was an initiation. And I talk about the right, yes. the, yep, the dark night of the soul. I talk about that. Mm -hmm. This was my dark night of the soul, this long experience. I love it. There's always an out. And I want everyone to know that no matter what your dark night of the soul looks like or what you're, wherever you are right now, if you feel stuck and kind of cloudy and don't know how to, you don't have resources or
1: support, there's a way out. Layla, Delia, I'm telling y'all, there are some real ones up in the wellness industry and Layla is absolutely one of them. Congrats again to her on completing what is one of the most honorable feats to me. A book. Yes. Vibrate Higher Daily. Be sure to scoop it up wherever um, books are sold. Be sure to follow my girl on her Instagram at Layla Delia. That's L-A-L-A-H. D-E-L-I-A. She is for sure a light that just keeps on beaming. And as for me, darling, hit me up everywhere at it's Tracy Visit my site it's Tracy or you can go to she's beauty and the um, Join my newsletter for more content resources and honesty like this and per usual if you rocked with this episode please share it with a pal that's the greatest gift to me man a share and uh, like subscribe rate all that modern day metric shit amongst us (laughs) if you feel called to do so I would definitely appreciate it although I appreciate all forms of love no discrimination all right y'all thank you again wrapping you in hella love take good fucking care of yourself okay